0: Squad, Missy World Entertainment is excited to present the season premiere of Mad Mizzy Sports NBA edition, where I break down the 2021-2022 NBA season with the most authentic and I'm going to try to keep it unbiased takes and opinions and breakdowns and reviews, not only on podcast platform, but on TV as well. You know how those TVs get. They be super biased with their uh takes and all that stuff. You dig what I'm saying? So to dive right into it, I want to break down my teams in the NBA, just so y'all know where I stand at, what teams I like. You feel what I'm saying? I'm a big Pacers fan, but I am a oh, this Warriors era fan. I'm not saying I'm a Warriors fan, but of this era of the Warriors, I am a fan of this Warriors team. I'm always defending them. I'm defending the move by KD all the time. I'm always defending Steph and I'm always defending Steve Curran. and people saying that, well if they would have kept Mark Jackson, they would have Mark Jackson is a great coach, but to diminish what Steve Kerr did in just his first year winning the championship as an NBA head coach is absolutely ridiculous. And racist, honestly. Because we know if, if Steve Kerr was black, that wouldn't even be a discussion. You dig what I'm saying? But let's get right into it. And with that being said, I want to dive right into, are the Golden State Warriors a true threat to win the NBA title this year? And I just told y'all I'm a Warriors fan of this era. yes. They are hands down a threat. They may be the biggest threat, especially if Kyrie Irving does not return to the Brooklyn Nets. If Kyrie Irving doesn't return to the Brooklyn Nets, if Kyrie Irving does return to the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets are probably by far the favorites. They are two-stack. But that is us um, uh, assuming that we're going to see the old James Harden. That's us assuming that that's going to be Kyrie Irving from, what, the 2016, 2017 NBA Finals. You dig what I'm saying? It's 2021, so that's big ifs as far as the Brooklyn That's The only thing that's a consistent and reliable in Brooklyn is Kevin Durant. That's it. You dig what I'm saying? So even with that being said, I'm not as sold on the Brooklyn Nets as everybody else. And looking at this Warriors team, they have a championship pedigree. They have a winning pedigree. You think about their stack now. They're they're rebuilding what they built in their, their initial run to those first two finals, and that's building around stuff and Clay, and then stacking that that second unit with so much, not just a talent, young talent, but also veteran talent. You feel what I'm saying? Bringing back Andre Iguodala, bringing in Otto Porter. That was just beautiful. Then I think that the, um, Belize, the big man from, from overseas, he got a little experience. You feel what I'm saying? So they are stacked. Then once Clay comes back, it's just going to fall right back into place. James Wiseman not even back yet. Oh, my God. Goodness, this Warriors team is hella scary. They're still the only team out there with only one loss, and that one loss they blew a big lead in which Steph just cooled off down the end of the at, uh, the end of the game. They could easily be eight and zero right now. That that team is scary. You you feel what I'm saying? And for the people that thought that era and that run was done, tch- Y'all must have thought Klay uh, Thompson was going to retire because that was the only way that run may have been done. And the simple fact, I, I want to give props to this person. Andrew Wiggins and him owning his role in, and just chugging along with his professionalism. And I said this even when they picked Andrew Wiggins up. This move of coming to the Warriors was brilliant simply because once he comes in, once Klay Thompson comes back, and if they find another piece, which they did in Jordan Poole offensively, Andrew Wiggins, all he has to do is be a dominant perimeter defender, which he is. That can go out there and get buckets. You know what I'm saying? Get the buckets when he needs to. He roll like like Steve Kerr said, he rolled out a bid and give him 17 just in transition off of the um off of off of, off of threes. You know what I'm saying? Rebounds. Like the dude, you don't have to actually run plays for him. That's the thing. So the simple fact that once Clay comes back, I feel like everybody will fall way more into their place. I feel like you'll have Jordan Poole go back to the bench. Then he'll lead that bench offensively, probably be the third leading scorer for this team behind Stefan Clay. Then you got uh Andrew Wiggins being your fourth leading scorer. Then you got Andre Igodala, Otto Porter, um maybe James Wiseman or Kavon Looney coming off the bench. You got almost a damn near a second starting five coming off and then to look at i mean the rest of the west who 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 is really you know what I'm saying it was just the suns in the finals last year i don't think they're going to get back this year so it's like who are you really saying oh my goodness i don't I, the warriors can't beat them if they're healthy like there's no team in the west that i feel that way about you dig know what i'm saying so that's my take on the warriors and their stand in the nba right now i feel like they might be the biggest threat to win the nba championship right now. You dig what I'm saying? But moving forward, let's move on to another team that's coming out the great coming out the gates, coming out the the sprinting block, the sprinting blocks like uh Usain Bolt just flying out the gates, and that is my hometown team, the Philadelphia 76ers. And I want to put out there this question, what do they do with Ben Simmons with them being 7 and 2? What do they do now? You get what I'm saying cuz it's clear as day they 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 don't need him. They might quite possibly, you can make an argument that they're a better team without him, especially when you have um, Joel Embiid on the floor. I think it's quite evident that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons aren't compatible. They don't mesh well. They're not yin and yang. They're yin and yin. You know what I'm saying? They're yang and yang. They don't complement each other. I think it's simply the fact that Ben Simmons isn't. He he's not a scorer. He's not a threat to score. And you, and when you're not a threat to score, even in the post, like like I like I always tell my Eagles, my, not my Eagles, my Sixers fans, or I pose this question to my Sixers fans: What's the difference between Ben Simmons and not Giannis last year, but Giannis a few years ago, Giannis the past three years? There should be no difference. The only difference is. Giannis dominates that paint you let him get inside five feet he is slamming on three people head Ben Simmons get inside five feet he's still looking to pass the ball bro slam the rock and that's an issue you feel what I'm saying it's not just an issue with the continuity with the team but it's an issue mentally psyche with the team when you're seeing one of your best players six eleven, almost seven foot from what they saying passing up dunks that's that's, that's a psychological issue that you got to deal with moving at moving forward as a team so I, I I think the question now is posed towards what does Ben Simmons do with the Sixers? Because the more Ben Simmons sits out, the more he's getting fined. For one, the money he's getting fined, he's getting fined $360,000 a game. They said if he keeps, he continues to sit out, they will have to Take money away from like the the monthly checks he get, the two monthly checks he get from the NBA won't be enough to cover the games that he missed. So they'll have to take out from his bonus money of 15. I think it's 15 million dollar bonus money that they'll have to take out of if he continues to sit out. Not only that, you'll become irrelevant. Not only not only that, the last thing that's in people's mind of Ben Simmons is you passing up the ball you feel what I'm saying? You being the 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 sole reason that the 76ers couldn't advance to go against the Bucs to see who would go on to the NBA Finals, which would probably have been the, the championship game. You feel what I'm saying? I felt like whoever made it out of the East last year was going to win the NBA Finals, as long as it was the Sixers or the Bucs. So I feel like I don't see how Ben Simmons recovers from for one, you're being totally unprofessional now in Philadelphia. The way you showed up, you running around in practice, with is not even running around. You're going through the motions in practice with your fu- cell phone in your pocket. you saying you have mental health issues, but you're saying you're but the Sixers are saying you're not really cooperating with the the team doctors to have them help you and assist you with your mental health issues. Like it's it's not a good look for Ben Simmons right now. And I don't see how you rebound because to me, the number one spot, I was like, yo, if he gets there. They are going to revive him. And that was Golden State. Is Golden State really taking on Ben Simmons right now? Who's really taking on Ben Simmons right now outside of probably the Houston Rockets? You know what I'm saying? One of these teams that they need a name to put butts in the seat. I I, I don't see it. You feel what I'm saying? So for me, the question isn't about what the Sixers do with Ben Simmons. It's about what does Ben Simmons do with the Sixers? You're losing money, you're losing your own self-confidence, you're losing leeway. You're 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 in lost in this situation unless you come back and ball on the court and show that the Sixers are a better team with you on the floor, so that you have rectified some of those issues that you've had in the past few playoffs. Because I remember the first, the very first playoff series when he went up against the the, uh, the Celtics and they were all young: Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum was just taking turns digging in Ben Simmons' butt. And he can't get back to him because he doesn't have no offensive game. So eventually when dudes are just hitting shots in your face and slamming on your neck and you can't and all you can do is pass to a three pointer and hope he makes it. Guess what? You lose your confidence. And that's how he's been his entire playoff career, in my opinion. You feel what I'm saying? Joel Embiid has been the dog. Joel Embiid has been the one that's going to come out, dominate, give you 30 and 10 every game. What can we say about Ben? So to me, the question is posed to Ben. What are you gonna do, bro? Do you even want to play basketball anymore? Because if so, you're gonna you was coming in as labeled as the next LeBron. This is this is not LeBron esque right here. That that playoff performance was not LeBron esque. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't feel like the Sixers need to do anything. I feel like Ben Simmons is in need to rectify his name in his basketball career. Because other than that, the Sixers are moving on. And the NBA is moving on in general. You feel me? Now, to move on to the next the next topic that I'm posing to you guys. And that is, what team, the team that will come back to earth out of these, I'm going to say, the teams with two and one losses versus which team will turn their season around. So, I want to start off with which team will turn their season around. And I'm going to start off with... I know a lot of people probably going to lean towards maybe the Bucks, maybe the Trail Blazers, just because they're teams that are playoff teams the past few years. They got superstar pedigree. But to me, I feel like, of course, the Blazers are going to turn it around. They always come out the block slow for some reason. Then the Bucks, they have their injuries, so they just have to get healthy. You dig what I'm saying? No Chris Middleton. They just got Drew Holiday back. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. For me, the team that will turn it around is my Indiana Pacers. I feel like we had a a, a lot of bad losses to start off the season against tough teams. You feel what I'm saying? I felt like I felt like we're still learning the ways of our new coach, and offensively we'll get more continuity as the season goes along with the talent that we have. I love what we're doing with the the young talent that we have coming in. Of course, we got Sabonis, Miles Turner. So defensively, I feel like we'll always be solidified. It's just about getting our offense to catch up with Malcolm Brogdon, our young talent, and then, of course, DeMontis Sabonis and everybody. So I don't know what's going on with uh Ty Warren. I, I-, I don't know, man. Like, listen, I just feel like my pace is going to turn around. But as far as the teams that will come back down to earth, I feel like there's a few teams that are on my mind, but I'm going to really sit on this one team because, I don't know, I just don't think that they have it to sustain it. I mean, it's a a few teams in the East that I'm really looking at, but I'm really focusing on probably the Washington Wizards. I don't see them sustain sustaining what they're doing. I feel like they're coming out the, the gates fast. They're young. They're revving and all that. But I feel like the NBA is just like the NFL. Once teams get a beat on what you like to do, they like they're going to force you to do what you don't like to do. And it's all about how strong are your weaknesses? Can you still win off your weaknesses? You feel what I'm saying? Just like with with Steph and the Warriors and the Splash Brothers. When they don't hit shots, they start hitting the rim. Klay starts slamming on dudes. Steph starts laying cats up. You feel what I'm saying? So is your weakness still a good enough, is strong enough to get you a dub? So I don't think it is with the Wizards. I feel like Bradley Bill will start to slow down. Well, not slow down, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like right now he's getting the wins that he should have got last year with all those 30-point games, but eventually those wins will slow down especially in the Eastern Conference especially with like I said the Indiana Pacers my Indiana I see my Indiana Pacers turning around and I feel like a lot more teams coming back into the forefront such as teams like Milwaukee, Boston, Atlanta being all there and not to mention like I said my Pacers so I feel like definitely the Washington Wizards are a team that'll probably come crashing back down to earth by um I'm gonna say the um all-star break so I'll Dip back into this one around All-Star break. But the team, to me, that, uh... oh, no, that was it, right? The team that will come back down to earth and the team that will turn it around. So the team that will come back down to earth is the Washington Wizards. And for me, the team that will turn it around is my Indiana Pacers, simply because we just got to get more continuity with the young players that we have coming in and the new coach coming in. Moving on to my last topic. We got to speak on this, man, because, you know, they had the hype train ever since, getting, I don't like calling them this, but hey, it is what it is. Ever since getting King James, the Lakers have had this hype train behind them. You feel what I'm saying? The first year, oh, they're going to be this. They're going to be that. Go out, get Lance Stevenson. Go out, get this person. Go out, get that person. And you know what I'm saying? Brian get hurt midway through the year They miss the playoffs. Next year, they come back strong. They get the little, we get the COVID break. They get a four-month layoff. They come back. They went in a bubble. Last year, they come back. They the, the season kind of starts super early. So they're saying, oh, well, the season ended in October. Then we started it back in December and this, that and the third. So they were a little slow last year. They started to fall apart down the stretch and were a first round exit. Now looking at this year, what is the excuse? LeBron said it. I have a full off season. AD said it. I have a full off season. You brought in Russell Westbrook. What is the excuse for you guys to be 5 and 5 right now? LeBron James just missed the pet the last two games. It is a lot going on with the Los Angeles Lakers, so my question that I pose to the listeners, do do you think the Lakers will turn it around? And for me it's like a two-part answer. I say yes to a certain extent. Are the Lakers going to be a playoff team? I would hope so with how much money do they have tied into their top 3 players of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook. I think it's like $105 million a year. The highest amount of money tied into the top three players in NBA history. And then let's break down these players that they have invested in. Anthony Davis, who cannot stay healthy. LeBron James, who was getting a lot older and and cannot stay healthy since he's been in LA. Has he been healthy since he's been in LA? He had the ankle injury the first year. The next year, he had a four-month layoff in between the... uh, Midseason and then them going into the bubble. So who knows? Then last year, he had another ankle injury down the end of the season. So what's going on with LeBron James and his health status? Then moving into Russell, Best, Russell Westbrook, he has never proven an ability to win big with other superstars. You put him with James Harden. They got to get rid of Clint Capella to make it easier. They, you pair him with um, Bradley Bill. They look completely terrible last year and don't make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Are you kidding me? This man was airballing free throws last year. Not to mention he just airballed a, a a mid-range shot last night. And then, I mean, like I said, I feel like they just invested in three big names. Three big names that aren't really compatible together. We can't even say that, honestly, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are compatible together. Because at the end of the day, y'all had a four-month layoff because before y'all came into that bubble. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was geared towards that. I don't want to diminish it or knock it or nothing like that. But I, I don't think that was... That that title should have an asterisk asterisk next to it. You feel what I'm saying? So, they have so much money tied into their top three players, but this is why I say that, to a certain extent, yes, it's going to turn around because you don't put a you don't invest 105 million dollars into your top three players and expect just to be making the playoffs and be outed in the first round because that is the vibe I'm getting right now. So, yes, they'll turn it around to be a playoff team, but I do not think that they will be a threat for the NBA title. Like, I watch so many shows. I'm watching... uh Uh the NBA on ESPN pregame show now. Shout out to them. They they finally trying to get up there with TNT with Jalen Rose, Stephen A, Michael Wilbon, and then Greeny. That's a great staff. Shout out to that NBA pregame staff. But everybody on there is just like, well, the Lakers are gonna turn it around, the Lakers gonna be there there at the end. And why are so many people so confident that the Lakers will be there as a contender at the end of the season? I just don't see it. You feel what I'm saying? Because at, at the end of the day. Like I said before, to me, the biggest factor is Russell Westbrook has never shown an ability to win big with major superstars. We want to talk about the Warriors blowing a 3 1 lead just in in 2000. What was that? The 2017 finals. Just the series before, it was Russell Westbrook and KD blowing a 3 1 lead to that very Warriors team. And when has Kevin and when has Russell Westbrook since then been close to a, a finals appearance? Never. You feel what I'm saying? The very next year, KD leaves. So the next three seasons, why he's in OKC, he's just getting the stats. You know I'm saying he's triple double, dude. All right, now he wants to try to get back to winning. They bring in, they bring in, um, they bring in Melo. They bring in Paul George. They get outed in the first round by the Utah Jazz, a completely undermanned, under talented team compared to that uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team. Then you think about the next year, they get outed in the first round again to the uh, Blazers. Then you think about the next year, um, they get them over there to to the Houston Rockets, then the Houston Rockets got to get rid of Clint Capella because they got to open up the lane because Russell Westbrook can't shoot and he's 6'4". So, it's so much that goes into it. Then you put them with, you pair them with Bradley Bill. They can't make the playoffs in the East. And then you bring them into the Lakers and what they have with the lack of depth that they have because they don't have no bench depth. I, like, I was just running off the names on the Warriors bench Who is scaring you on the Lakers bench? Besides the top three players, really nobody is scaring you. What's going on with Kyle Kuzma? Where's this dude at? I just feel like it's a bad thing going on in La La Land. And a lot of people are just relying on LeBron James to figure it out. And I feel like LeBron James doesn't have that figure it out in him. Or maybe he can't figure it out. I just don't know why LeBron James thought that Russell Westbrook couldn't win with Kevin Durant. He couldn't win with James Harden and he couldn't win with Bradley Bill, but he's going to come over to La La Land, his homeland, and then all of a sudden turn it around and start winning. He's been looking terrible this so, so far this season. Of course, I feel like Russ will turn it around eventually, but Russ is not a playoff dude because he can't shoot and the game slows down. So all that fast-paced, um, fast-break stuff, he can't rely on that in the playoff. It's a lot of half-court offenses. You see? It's a lot of shots that got to be made. A lot of good reads that got to be made. So I, I just don't see it um, with the Lakers turning around to be a playoff team. Like I said, I think they will at least do that. I would hope so with the money they have invested in their top three players. But I'll even see that as a stretch. You feel what I'm saying? Looking at the depth in the West. So I don't see them turning around to be a threat at all. Let me know what y'all think. Hey, man. running numbers up on Mad Missy Sports. NFL edition. Episode 8 is out right now. Episode 9 will be posted tomorrow. Will be published tomorrow. Running numbers up on a season premiere Topic Tuesday in which I speak on are relationships built more off partnerships than love nowadays? Running numbers up on that. Running numbers up on everything Mizzy World Entertainment. You dig what I'm saying? I'm here. I'm putting so much on my plate that I can't even, I can't see past it. You dig what I'm saying? All I gotta do is eat, 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 keep going and keep grinding so I can't even see what's ahead of me. You dig what I'm saying? So y'all know what it is. Mad Mizzy Sports NBA edition, 2021-2022 NBA season breakdown. Uh Let me know what y'all think. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Y'all know what it is, man. Mad Mizzy Sports, Mizzy World Entertainment. Follow me on Instagram too. Mizzy World, E-N-T, all one word.